Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Jank Think Tank. We're so glad that you could drop by. I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, this channel, we discuss, you know, deck techs, combos that are on the janky side and not so much the cat or the uh, competitive form, a lot more casual gameplay. Today, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, I'm going to pull up my uh, another one of my personal decks. This one is going to be along the same lines as the last time. Last deck we had was God Eternal and Ketra with a lot of Enter the Battlefield triggers. This one we're going to be sticking to Mono Blue. Uh, God Eternal. Yeah, Mono Blue. God Eternal Kefnet. Uh, it's a legendary zombie god that costs two generic, two blue. Uh, flying. You may reveal the first card you draw each of your turn as you draw it. Whenever you, re whenever you reveal an instant or sorcery card drawn this way, copy that card and you may cast that copy. The copy costs two generic less to cast. Then it has the typical um, secondary effect that all all the uh, God Eternals have, which is uh, whenever God Eternal Kefnet dies or is put into exile from the battlefield, you may put it into its owner's library third from the top, and it's a four five. So first off, four mana for a four five is pretty good value on its own. Oh yeah, especially well that and flying. Yes, so it's a blocker. It's a good attacker. Uh, just an overall, I think it's a really well-designed card. Mm -hmm. So, as I said, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, this is the deck. You guys can see it on the screen. Uh, not nearly not nearly as many creatures as the last one. Uh, God Eternal Ketra was mostly creature-based. This one, I wanted to stick with uh, a lot more spells and sorceries, since that was what God Eternal Kefnet's ability focuses on. So first one, we have our one drops. First up on the one drops, we have Mystical Tutor. For those who don't know what a tutor is, uh, when we say it in magic, a tutor is something that, that allows you to search for a card inside of your deck, put it either onto the top of your library or put it into your hand. It's searching, essentially a card searching card, so to speak. Um, but Mystical Tutor costs one blue for an instant. Search your library for an instant or sorcery card and reveal that card. Shuffle your library, then put the card on top of it. The reason why I put this card in the deck is because, one, it's putting it on top of your library. So you do this at the end of someone's turn. Uh, put the card that you search for on top of your library. The next turn, uh, God Eternal Kefnet's on the battlefield. You go to draw that card, and you can instantly make a copy of it from his ability. It's pretty decent. Uh, <laughs> You're so modest. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty decent. decent. <laughs> it's pretty decent. It, it you know. Uh, next up, we have Opt. For an instant, scry one, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card on the bottom of your library. Uh, draw a card. And that's, that's something that you'll see a lot, Josh, in this deck is uh, just a bunch of card draw as kind of how the name of this, or what I've named this deck anyways, mm -hmm. to imply, the name of, that I've called it is Ready, Aim, Draw. Kind of like the old Midwestern thing. The pew, pew, pew. Yeah, and we're, but, we're going to see how many cards I draw every time the word draw is said. I no. literally, this is how many times we've said the word draw, and I'm going to draw it again. And again. And again. Just keep going. Just keep going. Because <laughs> it's... Now there are you'll have to be careful because there are a couple cards in this deck that uh well I'll just show you. 
um, where to, where to go. Well, I guess I'll talk about it. We'll find it later. We'll, we'll, we'll get they, there they, and they, I'll be punished. Yeah. They specifically say, oh, there it is. Anticipate. Go ahead and skip skip over to this one for an instant. Haha, <laughs> instant. <laughs> Sorry, that was really that was a really dumb joke, but it made me laugh. <laughs> uh, anticipate one in the blue for an instant. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand, and the rest on your on the bottom of your library in any order. This card is specifically not saying draw. You are still getting card advantage. Yeah, but you are not getting that keyword there. And there's a couple of them throughout the deck that you'll see. Okay. Anyways, preordain. It's one mana for sorcery. So like opt was one mana for an instant for scry one then draw. Preordain is uh, one blue for sorcery that says scry two, then draw a card. Now, sensei's divining top. Once again, we're going to be manipulating the top of our library. We're going to be drawing a bunch of cards. Um. This deck or this card is ideal for this deck because you want to be able to look at what you're drawing all the time. So you pay one blue mana, look at the top three cards of your library, then put them back in any order. A lot like the scry mechanic, but instead yeah. of putting putting some on the bottom of your library, you're just rearranging the top three cards of your deck. Well, and you could do it at instant speed as well, as long as you have the mana for it. Exactly. End of someone's turn. You manipulate the top card of your library, upkeep, you put whatever you want on top, draw it, and then if it's an instant of sorcery, copy it with uh, God Eternal Kef... Uh, I almost say Oketra. God Eternal Kefnet. <laughs> uh, then the next reason why this card is so good is that if someone goes to remove it or they don't like you doing what you're doing with Sensei's Divining Top and they go to exile it, destroy it, whatever... You can instant speed tap it to draw a card and then put Sensei's Divining Top on the top of your library. So it evades Ooh. any form of disruption. So There's, the only way to really stop that would be if you have split second. Yes. Uh, uh, Cursing Grip. Yep. Cursing Grip is ideal for... Uh, I think it's one of the only things that can get rid of Sensei's Divining Top. Um, I could be thinking wrong, but... Anything with split second. So we'll go ahead and explain split second for those who uh, don't understand. Split second basically states that when you cast this spell, nothing else can go on the stack. So that's the last card that can be cast until it resolves. Mm -hmm. So um, Crossing Grip specifically gets rid of artifacts and enchantments. Um, you Crossing Grip somebody's Sensei's Divining Top and... If someone tried to counterspell it, they technically couldn't because split second evades or it's they can't they can't cast any spells after yeah. in response to cursing grip. Uh, sudden spoiling is another um, split second card that I can think of off the top of my head. So there's there's actually within all of Magic's um, card um, database, if you will, there are only sixteen cards that have split second. Mm -hmm. Very few. Yep. Very few. Um, next up, we have Swan Song. <laughs> Swan Song is one of my favorite counter spells in all of Magic. Because mm -hmm. 
It specifically says one blue for an instant counter target enchantment, instant, or sorcery spell. It doesn't uh, counter creatures. It's very important to note. It does not counter creature spells. It's enchantment, instant, and sorceries. But someone tries to play something like an omniscience. I mean, you you wouldn't have any personal experience with omniscience at all. No, no, no personal no. experience whatsoever. <laughs> Game night's episode of the fans. Uh, <laughs> which check it out. It was a fun game. Josh and Jimmy and Millie did such an amazing job. It was mm -hmm. a blast. Um, but anyways, that's not what we're talking about here. Swan mm -hmm. Song. Counter target enchantment instant and sorcery spell. They go to cast something like Windfall or a Wheel of Fortune. Wheel away a hand. Or a better a better thing to do with it is uh something like a Cyclonic Rift. Cyclonic Rift's a really good one. And uh gosh. Tormenting voice. Mm. In addition, in addition to cast the spell, they have to discard a card to draw however many. So they go to cast it. They have to discard a card. You cast Swan Song. Not only do they not get the card draw from the spell, they just ditch something out of their hand. Oh yeah, yeah. you can be in, you can be a little inventive on how you cast a spell. There are cards that say sacrifice a creature in addition to casting the spell. Yeah, yada, yada, and, yada. They, and they have to still meet that requirement. Yep. And uh, the second, the second part of it is once it counters it. The spell, uh, its controller creates a 2-2 blue bird creature token with flying. So you're not being horrible. Be like, I, I know I just you know canceled your overloaded cyclonic rift. But um, here's, here's a bird. Here's a bird. <laughs> and you know they're sitting there going, oh. <laughs> they just have that re moment, just <laughs> exactly. Moving on, two drops. Uh, anticipate, we've already discussed Anticipate. Brawl, Chief of Compliance. First creature we have other than our commander that we've discussed. Brawl, one and a blue for a legendary creature human wizard. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Whenever a spell or ability you control counters a spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. I almost, I almost chose Baral as the commander for this deck, but compared to Kefnet, I thought, wow. uh, I thought Kefnet's ability was a little bit more powerful than Baral's. Bra so Baral's definitely as, better for the ninety-nine. Yeah, I definitely Kefnet's one because there are a lot of counter spells in this deck. We're in mono blue, of course. We're going to be countering spells, of course. Yeah, so not only do you get to counter people's spells, you get some kind of advantage from it: drawing card, discarding card. You get that filtering effect. Yeah. Speaking of counter spells, we have the OG right here. <coughs> Two blue, instant counter target spell. That's what it does. It's a good one. Folio of Fancies, one in the blue for an artifact. Players have no maximum hand size. Oh, God. Because I'd be having to discard the hand size right now. Mm-hmm. You have to be discarding a lot of cards. Uh, we're drawing a lot of cards throughout this deck, guys. That's the main theme of this deck. So having no maximum hand size... Wonderful. The only other card that uh, I would have put in here that does that would be um, Mindstone and uh, Reliquary Tower. Had a brain for it for a second. Actually, I got a better one for you. That, that would be um, almost 
<clears throat> the the trade the trade off. Sorry. Uh, so the trade off. Venter's uh, journal. The only reason why that one may not why um, folio of fan, fancies beats out Venter's journal. Venter's journal is a five drop, but mm. Venter's yeah. journal. You have no maximum hand size, but it does say at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain one life for each card in your hand. Yeah, that would that would definitely be thrown in here. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I, I just didn't. I don't know there, why. There's but. twenty thousand cards in in Magic's history, and they're still adding more. I mean, hell, yeah, that all time come out. So, so. folio. By the time when I made this deck, uh, Eldraine had just dropped. Ah. And so Folio Fancies was on my brain. So that's more than likely why I put it in here, along with a second effect, the second and third effect. So first off, players have no maximum hand size. That's yep. everybody. Then you may pay 2x and tap it. Each player draws x cards. <sighs> important, important note, um, when it has that double x mana cost, it's essentially having... Uh, what you are putting into it. So, for example, you may pay double X. For instance, I pay two mana. Mm -hmm. Tap it. Each player draws one card because uh, of the double X mana rule. Oh, okay. So, if you pay four mana, tap it. Each player draws two cards. Now, if you do something like uh, you pay, you only have three mana, and you pay three mana, tap it. Each player draws X cards. Each player draws only one because oh, it's rounded. It's, it's rounded down. Ah. If it was if it was rounded up, it would be disadvantageous for everybody. Honestly, it'd be banned at that point. Yeah, and it, it should be because you are getting the maximum amount of uh, feedback or input or output, so to speak, for minimum input. Yeah. So, and then the third ability, two in a blue, tap it. Each opponent puts a number. Sorry, my, my brain decided to stop reading, for example. <laughs> <laughs> my brain was like, there are words on screen. We don't know what they mean. But, anyways, each opponent puts a number of cards equal to the number of cards in their hand from the top of their library into their graveyard. It does not have the keyword, the new specific keyword, but it is Ooh. essentially milling. So, you've Fill everyone's hands. You're like, yeah, let's work group hug. Yeah, everybody loves card draw. Now get rid of your cards. That is disgusting. Yeah, and that's, and that's another sub-theme I put in the deck was milling because milling is hilarious. And Go it's, and it's tricky to pull off in Commander, so... It really is because normally with milling, you're targeting one person. Mm-hmm. And that you're essentially earning that person's ire. So you're becoming a one-on-one -on -one battle in a four-way pod most times. Hashtag arch enemy. I like it. Moving on. We're just we're not gonna we're not gonna double. We're just gonna return that joke back to Josh and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Next up we have Into the Royal. Into the Royal is one in the blue. To return to no, blah, 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 return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. It does have a kicker cost. A kicker cost is uh, one in the blue, and you may pay an additional one in the blue as you cast a spell. So if you only have two mana, 
cast it without its kicker, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. But if you do have four mana, you pay essentially two generic, two blue to return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand and draw a card because it has that specific caveat. If this spell was kicked, draw a card. So on and so forth. Uh, if you're short on card draw, but have the mana, so like later in the game, this gives you some card advantage. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just really good because someone swings in with a 10-10 infect. Just say no. Like, the royal has overcome you. Oh, come on. Infect is not that bad. <laughs> I agree. I love infect. There's a reason. There's a specific reason why I chose to run a Grafted Exoskeleton and Rurik Thar. Because it's disgusting. And I really hope Craig Blanchett is really proud of me for doing that. Oh, has unfortunately, so, right? Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get to see it in the game. But um, I just use that as an example. If someone's swinging at you with a Galta, for example, just some big creature or uh, something that you just don't want to come at you, or uh, someone has a combo piece on the battlefield, mm-hmm. so like a uh, Quark Clan Ironworks. For example, it's one of their combo pieces, and they start going off. You can return it to their owner's hand to kind of slow them down. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Kamiya of the Crescent Moon. Two blue blue for legendary creature spirit. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. So you get two cards of your draw step. Military intelligence. Whenever you attack with two or more creatures, draw a card. But we're not attacking with creatures, you may ask. We'll get there. Calm down. It's fine. <laughs> Scour all possibilities. One of the blue sorcery, scry two, then draw a card. Um, it's essentially the same thing as preordain, except very importantly, it has that flashback cost. So it has late game value as well. Flashback is a specific mechanic that once you cast the spell the first time and it goes into your graveyard, you can cast that spell again for its flashback cost, which for this card, it is four in a blue. So... Turn two, scour all possibilities, scry two, draw a card, put it into your graveyard. Then later on, you cast cast it for its flashback cost. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good value. Sky Diamond, Mana Rock, uh, Thassa's Intervention. I only run this in the deck because of that counterspell ability. Mm-hmm. More times than not, I'm not casting it for that first one. For those who don't know, Thassa's Intervention, X blue blue, instant, choose one. Look at the top X cards of your library. Put up to two of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Notice how I did not say draw. And there you go. Uh, Then the second ability is counter target spell unless its controller pays twice X. So you can cast it for one in blue blue. And unless a uh, player pays two mana, their spell is going to be countered. Or you pay two into X, they have to pay four into counter into having their spell not be countered and so mm-hmm. on and so forth until it just gets exponentially a large amount that they can't and so normally you want to wait until they've tapped down their mana to use this counter spell or in instances like that because if they have open mana and you pay one into it they're like yeah i'll pay two and it kind of goes kaput yeah all right we're going to skip up the next one for a second think twice for all of you kingdom hearts fans out there all of you, as soon as I see this card or hear this card, I automatically think of uh, Yutada Hikaru's song, the Don't Think Twice, 
Don't mm. think twice. Don't think twice. It's a beautiful song. I love it. Love this card. It's better than uh, Scour All Possibilities. Mm. Because Scour All Possibilities has the same CMC. It's just that this one is an instant, whereas this one's a sorcery. This one's an instant. Draw a card. You don't get to scry, but it has a lesser flashback cost. Yeah. In my opinion, that's better because you get the late game value at lesser cost. Yeah. My personal opinion. Well, now, thing in the ice. <laughs> oh, thing in the ice. So with this deck specifically, we're going to be casting a lot of small spells or copying spells based off our commander. And so hopefully you can get the counters on it down within one turn, usually. Uh, but Thing in the Eye states it's one in a blue for a creature, horror, horror, roar, specifically. It's a horror, roar. Uh, Defender, Thing in the Ice enters the battlefield with four ice counters on it. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, remove an ice counter from Thing in the Ice. Then, if it has no ice counters, transform it. And once it flips, if I can get it to pop up, there we go. It transforms into Awoken Horror. Um, creature <laughs> Kraken Horror. When this creature transforms into Awoken Horror, return all non-horror <laughs> creatures to their owner's hands. I have to be very specific about how I say that one, one word. Otherwise, it could be missable or immature and just laugh their butts off. I do it all the time. Yeah, because we, we don't enunciate horror. And it just sounds whore. <laughs> Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Wait, what? Ah! <laughs> that's not what I said. Uh, no, I won't no that, that's, that's a solid, a solid card. Um, actually, a really good big creature as a two drop. Mm -hmm. All and all you have to do is cast four instant or sorcery spells. And like I said, you can Easy. usually do it. You can usually do it in one turn. Yeah. If if you have the means to do it. If you can't, you can't. Cast uh, a preordain one turn. Take one ice, count ice counter off. Yeah. Uh, at the end of someone's turn, cast an opt. Take another ice counter off. So on and so forth. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Is uh, yeah. At the end of someone's turn, right before you, cast your spells. Cast your instants. Mm -hmm. Get all of those ice counters off. Transform it into an Awoken Horror the next turn. Um and it won't have summoning sickness. It won't have summoning sickness. And you ha basically have a free board unless someone else is playing horror tribal or something. Uh, because it's a, essentially a board wipe. Yeah. You're returning all non-horror creatures to their owner's hands. So I, I almost feel like that would be a better late game, mid to late game. Yeah, definitely. It's It wouldn't be very useful like turn three because most people are not going to have a board state on turn three in commander um, unless you're playing competitive but we're not playing competitive now are we no no this is casual very casual like sweatpants and t-shirt casual that's the only oh. way i play <laughs> very much <laughs> i agree i agree moving on to our three drops First up is back to basics. Uh, 
I hate this card. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, we are in mono blue, mono blue. So it's two and a blue non-basic lands do not untap during their controllers untap phases. So you have the only thing you should have is islands. Mm -hmm. So you're playing against a five color commander. They're going to have multiple dual lands or lands that tap for other things. But if they can't untap, they're useless. Essentially, it, it, it will lock out a game. Mm -hmm. It's it it's will, yeah. It's super jank. This is <sighs> it's jank. I, I love it. <laughs> I I have a very love, very much a love hate relationship with this card. I made the mistake and I played it, and I even had a bunch of non basic lands because mm. I didn't. Mm. I, I missed the detail that it also, you know, if you play this, this is going to impact you as well. Very much so. <laughs> oh, back to basics. Oh. I love it. You love to play it, hate to play against it. Uh, yeah, it very much so. Next up, we have Chasm Skulker. Two in a blue. Whenever you draw a card, put a plus one, plus one chasm counter on Chasm Skulker. In case you haven't been able to tell, we've been drawing a bunch of... How many cards have you drawn so far, Josh? <sighs> Let's see. We got... Thirty cards. I am halfway to a full um, standard deck. And there you go. That's why Chasm Skulker is in the deck because it gets big really quickly. And then if someone destroys it, uh, they terminate it. They do something other than. Other than exile, if they exile it, it goes kaput. You get no effect. Uh, but it specifically says, when Chasm Skulker dies, create X 1-1 blue squid creature tokens with Island Walk, where X is the number of plus one plus one counters on Chasm Skulker. So, so if that died right now, you would get 30, 30, 3, 0, 1, 1 blue squids. Yes. Unfortunately, they, they don't have haste. Yeah, but, but that they're they're great blocking fodder. Great blocking fodder. Or if for some reason you do get a turn with them and attack with them, it has island walk. All thirty of them have island walk. Beautiful. Island walk specifically says they cannot be blocked as long as a defending player controls an island. And so a lot playing, of people play blue. If anybody has an island, they can't block any of those one ones. So later in the game. <laughs> Later in the game, someone's low on life. You swing in with 31 ones. It's more than likely going to be lethal. Mm -hmm. It's decent. It's pretty decent. Pretty decent. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the name of this card is the only reason. That, like, this spell could do absolutely nothing. It could, it could essentially be like, here's a 1-1 one, one token. And I would still run this card. Specifically for the name of it, <laughs> you did someone. The fact that it's a counter spell just makes me so, so joyful. So joyful. Um, someone goes to cast Crater Hoof Behemoth. You go, uh, 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 what's the magic word? Huh? What do you mean? You didn't say please. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I would love, I would absolutely love to see like, you play this against. 
Josh Lee Kwai when he plays Vidal Kanori. <laughs> Josh, what's the magic word? What do you mean? You didn't say please. Oh, that, oh. And then you see him have a small mental breakdown. Uh, He's like, I can't catch things that flash anymore. Oh, no. The cutscene would be like, come on, man. That's my card. I mean. Come on. Yeah, he's cutting him across the him sitting and be like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> this one time? <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's, it's great. So specifically, it's one blue-blue for an instant counter-target spell. Its controller puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. So not only does it counter spell, it mills them three. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. I, it's I, I need more of those. Exactly. That's the whole reason I run it is for the joke. And if you are not committed to a joke, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Because it, it adds extra flavor to mm. to it. Flavor. Yeah. Very zesty. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have Divination. Two blue sorcery. Draw two cards. That's all it does. Draw two cards. Imprisoned in the moon. It's for. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, it's in a sorcery. It's an enchantment aura, but it's amazing one because let's use the Crater Hoof Behemoth thing again. Mm -hmm. Well, Crater Hoof Behemoth isn't really a good example because more than likely you want instant removal, instant speed removal for a Crater Hoof. Um, they have a Ralzeric. They have a Ralzeric on the battlefield and they're about to storm off. Mm -hmm. um, all they have to do is wait until their next turn. You cast Imprison in the Moon. Two and a blue. Enchantment aura. Enchant creature land or planeswalker. Enchanted permanent is a colorless land with add generic to your mana pool and loses all other card types and abilities. So their Ralzeric is now a land. It's it's funny. Their, their Ugin the Spear Dragon is a land. Their, as shown on the artwork, their Emrakul, it's a land. Play that on any commander, and then when you go to bounce all creatures back to someone's hand, well, this doesn't bounce because it's a land. Yep. That's Specifically, neat. the um, <laughs> what's what's the one that came out in Commander Legends? Oh uh, no, it doesn't. It it does. Sorry, it wouldn't work anyways because it specifically says um, that doesn't target commanders. So it says it's a board wipe that says. Uh, return all creatures to their owner's hand except commander creatures, I mm. believe. So it, it wouldn't work. Sorry. And I could be remembering it wrong, but that's essentially what it does. Yeah. It's a good card. It's a removal spell for any pesky cards that they have. Labman, we're just we're going to skip this for now. Yes. And we'll come back to it. Mystical Dispute, two and a blue. Instant. This spell costs two less to cast if it targets a blue spell. So if omniscience, if someone goes to cast an omniscience, it now only costs one blue instead of two and blue. Counter target spell unless its controller pays three. If they're tapping out for an omniscience, they're more than likely not going to have three mana. Yeah. So Naya of the hit, Hitting Coast, two and a blue. As long as it's not your turn, spells you cast cost one less to cast. So it lessens the converted mana cost of your spells during other players' turns. Counter Such spells. Such a good common. It, it is. All those counter spells, like Mystical Dispute, let's mm. say someone goes to cast a Crater Hoof Behemoth on their turn. Instead of it being two in a blue, it now costs one in a blue with Naiad of the Hidden Codes. Yep. It's great. 
Secrets of the Golden City. One blue, blue sorcery. Uh, draw two cards. Then if you have the city's blessing, draw three cards instead. And the way you get the city's blessing is if you control ten or more permanents. So easy to do in this. In Commander, it's really easy to hit because ten lands, nine lands, one artifact, five creatures, five lands. It just yeah. says ten permanents. And then you have the city's blessing for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. not, not just that specific moment for the rest of the game. So if you cast it while you have 10 permanents, someone board wipes and you only have five permanents now, you still have the city's blessing. Yep. Emblems cannot be removed, kind of like poison counters. Yep. Teferi's Tutelage. When Teferi's Tutelage enters the battlefield, draw a card, then discard a card. Now remember when I said we had a mill sub-theme? This is why. I love this card. Whenever you draw a card, target opponent mills two cards. So mm -hmm. all those card draw spells that we saw earlier, for every single one of them, their opponents are milling two cards. And it's singular instances, too. So if you have a card that says draw three cards, or you cast Divination while the Fairy's Tickledge is on the battlefield. Uh, fun fact. In case anybody does any kind of response to anything, each one of those card draws is an instant. So Wheel of Fortune, uh, mm -hmm. Windfall Effects, you draw one card, they mill two. Draw your second card, they mill two. Draw your th third card. Now, they can react during the middle of those card draws to mm. the triggered effects. So, like, after the third one, they're like, yeah, I don't like that anymore. Uh, Cross and grip it. Yeah. They can do that, and it would stop the effects. What's, what's a really but, fun combo with, with that card since you've got Kami of the Crescent Moon, mm -hmm. if you were to play Teferi's Puzzle Box. See, this this is a casual deck, Josh. Um, oh, sorry. No. I, 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 I'm still stuck on my salty, my salty stuff. This, we are doing jank combos. Now, Although Teferi's Puzzle Box in this, Teferi's Puzzle Box in this card, as seen here, as we'll edit later. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being stupid. <laughs> we'll we'll let uh, the audio guy take care of that. He, he yeah, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> um, Teferi's Puzzle Box and Teferi's Tutelage is dumb. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about it. It's dumb. I, 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 I say it's dumb because I've had it happen to me. I... I Q, flash, Q flashbacks. <laughs> I, I run that on, in many decks, mm -hmm. so yes. Tragic Lesson. Not only <laughs> not only does it draw you cards, two in a blue, instant, draw two cards, and discard a card unless you return a land you control to its owner's hand. It The artwork is flavorful because it's Kefnet. Like, oh. The artwork is Kefnet, and our... Cool. our Commander is God Eternal Kefnet. So um, the original Amonkhet god named Kefnet, the god of whatever, uh, he dies due to uh, Bolus's little tomfoolery, and then Bolus then resurrects him, so to speak, as God Eternal Kefnet. Yeah, that was Kefnet the Mindful, right? Mindful, yes. I couldn't remember the exact name of it, but yes. Um, but that's essentially what happens in the story mm -hmm. though 
Kefnet's followers feverishly searched his last words for some final riddle. They found only the gurgles of a dying god. It's the flavor text on it. It's pretty great. Pretty great. So for those of you who are wondering when we talk about flavor text, a lot of it's going to be those quotes that you see under the rules text within the box. Mm -hmm. Usually italicized unless yep. they are um, reminder text. Reminder text. Well, no, no. Um, there are specific instances where, like, the flavor tags aren't italicized. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to remember an instance where they aren't, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. So I'm just we'll find that and save that for next episode. Exactly. Uh, going back up, we have sword of body and mind, three mana. This is one of these swords. Uh, whenever anybody refers to a sword, they're referring to sword of fire and ice, sword of body and mind, sword of feast and famine. Sword of War and Peace. Um, usually they are two color-coordinated swords, mm -hmm. so to speak. So white and red, uh, red and black. Uh, white and blue was one of the new ones. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is specifically blue and green. It does not have the color green in its cost whatsoever, but it's just implied. A crypt creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from green and blue. Uh, whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you create a 2-2 green wolf creature token. That's it. See you guys. No, there is more than that. <laughs> uh, was... Oh, wait, wait. wait you, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, the 2-2 wolf is great alone. Always love me a good doggo. But the second effect is why I put it in here. Because it says that player mills 10 cards. Equip this to God Eternal Kefnet. Or, heck, you could equip it to your 2-2 green wolf creature token if, if you really wanted to. No, attach it to a squid. Let's be honest. Yes, attach it to one of your squid. <laughs> one of your Kazan Skulker squids with Island Walk. Do it! Um, heck, just equip it to Kazan Skulker itself. It's a 30-30 anyways, so <laughs> dead. <laughs> um, someone goes to... Uh, Someone else is playing into the royal. They go to bounce something equipped with a, a sort of body and mind to your hand. They can't because it has protection from blue. Corson grip would actually wouldn't do anything. It's and grip for, for the creature. For the creature, uh, you can cross and grip sword and body and mind. You can get rid of the sword, not the creature. Yep. Uh, and that's usually how it goes, is yeah. someone gets rid of the sword and then has to get rid of the creature. So uh, the one we skipped over earlier, also known as Lab Man, specifically named Laboratory Maniac. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. So normally with a deck that is milling or you are drawing a lot of cards, you run the risk of decking yourself. Mm -hmm. which is you run out of cards in your library, you go to draw one, and you lose. That's usually how milling works. That's why mill is such an effective strategy in, in things with lesser decks like Brawl or Standard mm -hmm. because you're not only denying them the cards and resources, once they get to where they can't draw any more cards, they lose the game. But Labman specifically states that if you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. So keep drawing those cards. Heck, all those mill effects that say target player mills three cards or two cards, you could target yourself if you really wanted to. Yeah, appearing to be your best. Yeah, if you have Ladman on the uh, 
battlefield and you're down to like your last 10 cards, mill yourself. Why not? Go out on your own terms. Heck, if Labman's not on the battlefield, go out on your own terms. Mill yourself out. Do it. I've done it before. Go out with a bang. Yep. Uh, fun fact. I actually milled myself out or I decked myself with Rurik Thar once. That was fun. I did the that same thing with uh, Zerissa Writhing Storm, but I have... Was it Zer No, it was... Uh, just a Weatherlight Captain. Mm. But I have uh, Jace, Wielder of Mysteries. And the same yes. thing, I'm drawing. Um, yes, I. This is going to be the joke all episode. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> just um, every single one. <laughs> yeah. So I I was drawing so many cards from Sisse and all the shrines that I had Jace out there and ended up, you know, drawing myself for the win. Man, I love it. I love it. Oh, makes me feel good. Yes, but. I've 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 Corvold, Corvold the uh, um, Dragon King, mm -hmm. the Dragon Noble from uh, Eldraine. I've milled myself out with him. I lost, but I did it specifically to deny someone the win. <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah, instead of instead of just scooping yourself, just. Kill yourself. <laughs> All right, yep. I should let me rephrase that. Uh, uh, that may come across wrong. Anyways, if you can go out on your own terms, do it the Jimmy Wong way. Go out on your own terms. Go out with the bang. Exactly. That may, that may not be the right way. Mm. Mm. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Moving uh, on. Quickly. Moving on. <laughs> Four drops. Uh, two blue blue for Archaeomancer. Archaeomancer enters the battlefield. Return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So any of those cards that you've cast earlier, you want to get another value off of, you can with Archaeomancer. Heck, um, think twice. Yep. Cast think twice. Archaeomancer, return think twice to your hand. Cast it again. Later on, you can cast it for its splashback. Value, value, value. Bond of Insight, three in blue. Each player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard. Return up to two instant or sorcery cards from your graveyard to your hand. Exile Bond of Insight. This was a uh, War of the Spark card. Mm -hmm. uh, once again, it's um, card recursion, card value. Yep. Bone to Ash, two blue blue, counter target creature spell, draw a card. Chemister's Insight, three and a blue, draw two cards, jumpstart. The jumpstart's a, a very interesting mechanic because it's a lot like flashback. Mm -hmm. But instead of just paying the converted mana cost, you also have to discard a card. So mm -hmm. like with Think Twice, or a better example is Scour All Possibilities, because it's originally 2 CMC. But then if you want to cast it for its flashback cost, it's 5 CMC, or the flashback cost is 5. Yeah. Whereas with um, Jumpstart, you're casting it for its original converted mana cost, in this case, 3 and a blue, 4 along with discarding a card to draw yeah. two cards. It's a lot it's a lot like the same mechanic but slightly different. So engulf the shore, three blue for an instant, return all uh return to their owner's hands all creatures with toughness less than or equal to the number of islands you control. Oof. Mono blue, you have six islands. Play this card, return all creatures with toughness six or less. To their owner's hands. That, <laughs> it's pretty decent. 
pretty decent. Yeah. Also, also, I love the artwork on it because you can see the little kraken, or I say mm -hmm. little kraken, the Goliath kraken in the background underneath the waves. <laughs> it's it's really cool artwork. So uh, yeah. whoever did this artwork did a wonderful job on it, and I can't read the name of it right here, but they did great. Kamina's Awakening, two blue blue, also with the ascend mechanic. At the beginning of your upkeep, each player draws a card. Then if you have the city's blessing, only you draw a card. So it's a lot like Kami of the Crescent Moon, but only for you. Or uh, Howling Mine, but only for you. Yeah. Uh, just additional card draw. Learn from the past. I put learn from the past in here because more than likely if someone sees you uh, about to deck yourself with Lab Man on the battlefield. They're going to try to get rid of Lab Man. Mm -hmm. Learn from the past is an insurance policy, as everything from learning from the past should be at real life. Mm -hmm. uh, but three and a blue for an instant. Target player shuffles his or her graveyard into his or her library. Then you draw a card. Trigger Josh. <laughs> um, I have such a... And right now, yes, you have such a thick dick. I do. Oh. I really do. <laughs> Ugh, gross. But anyways, it's it's you're taking your graveyard, put it into your library, starting over. Memory drain. Two blue blue counter target spell. Scry two. So card advantage on a counter spell. Murmuring mystic. So remember earlier when we had this military intelligence up, and I was like, we're not attacking with creatures. We're getting there. Murmuring Mystic mm -hmm. is one of those. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-1 one, one blue bird illusion creature token with flying. So all of those spells that you're casting, all those spells you've copied and are casting, you get a 1-1 one, one blue bird. They're birdies. Also, a, um, um, I don't want to say it was War of the Spark. I want to say it was a Ravnica Allegiance card yeah, that this yeah, was originally that, printed. Yeah, that one was Ravnica Allegiance. Uh, really good. I saw it. I saw it uh, played several times in my usual play group. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, Nyx Lotus, four mana for a legendary artifact, enters the battlefield tapped, and then tap it, choose a color, add an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion to that color. I believe we discussed devotion on our last episode. Yes, we did. So it's essentially the same thing, but this time you're going to be choosing red and tapping it. <clears throat> I mean, blue and tapping it. Blue, uh, blue, 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 blue. Uh, Perilous Vault, four mana for an artifact. You can pay five mana, tap it, exile Perilous Vault, exile all non-land permanents. Oof. So it's it's a board wipe. It's a very good board wipe on an artifact because instead of destroying creatures, it exiles them instead. And most times, exile is a lot worse than death triggers. Yep. And for those of you, if you haven't caught on, Exile means you remove it from the game. You don't get it back. Usually. There are a few cards that say you can return things from Exile back into play, like a lot of the Eldrazi and stuff. But True. more than Usually, likely... Usually, but that's very few and far and in between. I'm actually in the works of um, building an Exile Tribal Devoid deck. Fun fact. Oh. I, I haven't figured out all the details yet, but I do have like 90% of it done. Wait, wait, wait. We're, we're talking fun and casual here. That... <laughs> no, no, no. We're playing. We're talking casual. Not necessarily fun, but casual. Oh, oh, then oh I could oh. I could contest it to face plus box with okay. the face okay. tutelage 
is fun. There, okay. I'll let you keep your wrong opinion and I'll keep mine. <laughs> <laughs> Moving oh, on. Moving on. <laughs> Next up, Primal Amulet. This this is one of those cards that if you see get played in a mono blue deck, blue red decks, any kind of spellslinger deck, as an opponent, you want to get rid of this as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on Primal Amulet. Then if there are four more charge counters on it, you may remove those counters and transform it to create Itlamok. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Primal Wellspring. Primal Primal Wellspring says, tap it, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. When that mana is spent to cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy that spell, and you may choose new targets for the copy. I just realized that's got to go in a deck I'm working on. <laughs> it also works well with your commander because your commander, let's say you uh, reveal, hmm, what's a good one? Spell Twine. Yeah. Up here, six CMCs. You reveal Spell Twine from the top of your library. You draw it. You cast it the first time for six CMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then cast a copy. As a four CMC. Sorry, I had to do math real quick. A four CMC, but you use Primal Amulet or Primal Wellspring as your mana source for the copy. You are then copying the copy from Primal mm. Wellspring. So you're essentially getting three copies with Spell Twine. Now you could just use Primal Amulet for the original copy as well. You could, it's the same thing, but. You're essentially getting three copies of Spelltwine, which we'll get to Spelltwine in a minute to see why I specifically chose that card. Heck, you could use it for Treasure Cruise if you really want to. Moving on, uh, Reign of Revelation. Three blue, draw three cards, then discard a card. Sentinel Tower. Four for an artifact. Whenever an instant or sorcery spell is cast during your turn, Sentinel Tower deals damage to any target equal to one plus the number of instant or sorcery spells cast before that spell this turn. It basically is a storm card. So storm count, the storm count is one, storm count is two, storm count is three, yada, 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 so on and so forth. And you don't you don't even have to be the one that's casting spells. You have this on the battlefield and you're playing against another spell singer deck that's casting multiple spells during your turn because they wanted to do all this stuff before their turn. For each one they cast, it's dealing one damage. And the next one they cast, it's dealing two damage. And the next one they cast, they're dealing three damages. And it stacks up for each spell. Yeah. So all the copies that you may be casting during your turn of spells that you just you're casting, each one stacks with a Sentinel Tower. So you're dealing one damage here, two damage here, three damage here, four damage here, and it just adds up. Statute of Denial, two blue blue counter target spell. If you control a blue creature, which you should because we're in mono blue, draw a card, <laughs> then discard a card. Yeah, if you don't have, <laughs> you know, you're playing that wrong. If you're like, wait, that didn't. Uh, oh. What? What do you mean I don't control a blue creature? All I have are these two, two green wolves. Actually, that is a very viable <laughs> very scenario. That is, that is, it is. I I just happened to think of it off the top of my head. So <laughs> forget my judgment there. It's forget what I just said. Please ignore me. Next up. So you know how we had the Memory Mystic for each spell we cast? We create a 1-1 blue. Here's a better version of it. Same CMC, Tolerant Sky Summoner, 2 blue-blue. 
Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a 2-2 blue Drake creature token with flying. So Murmuring Mystic is a 1-5 that creates 1-1 uh, blue bird illusions. Uh, Tolerant is a 2-2 that creates 2-2 blue drakes. So it's the same thing. Rinse, rinse and repeat. Cameo's Epiphany. Scry four, then draw two cards for three and a blue sorcery. Um, Teferi's Ageless Insight. <laughs> also works extremely well with uh, Teferi's Tutelage. Yep. Fun fact. Um, if you would draw a card except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. So you cast Opt. Scry one, draw a card. You're now scrying one, drawing two cards. And if you have Teferi's Tutelage on the battlefield, they're milling four cards. So on and so forth. And you're just just drawing yeah. cards. If, Ready, eight, draw. Let's go. If you're playing against this deck and, and you see Teferi's Ageless Insight, you need to get rid of that fast. Any, any, heck, uh, Teferi's Ageless Insight with uh, Kami of the Crescent Moon. Mm -hmm. You draw your first card, it's one. You draw your second card, it's two. Yep. Because it says except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps. Yep. So there you go. Turn into a pumpkin. Three and a blue, a turn target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, draw a card. If at least three blue mana was spent to cast a spell, create a food token. Yay. Food token. Yeah, you're eating pumpkins. That's what it is. Mm, that's a that's a marvelous pumpkin pie there you have. <laughs> How on earth did you create such a tasty delicacy? Oh, well, you know your cousin? Uh, yeah, he's the pie now. <laughs> what? Nani? Yeah, I, tur I, I turned him into a pie. <laughs> turned him into uh, a pumpkin pie. No, that is a black spell. That is a different spell. What? No. It obviously <laughs> says it right here. Baking but to anyway. a pie. That, ah, you're right. You are right. <laughs> if at least, yeah. Uh, food tokens are artifacts that state you can pay two, sacrifice it, you gain three life. So essentially you're eating food. You're regaining health. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, 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 nom. Delicioso. Moving on to five drops. Cavalier of Gales is our first one. Two, blue, blue, blue. Uh, for Flying Elemental Knight, 5-5. Five, five. Uh, when Cavalier of Gales enters the battlefield, draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. When it dies, shuffle it into its owner's library, then scry two. It's card draw. Dosen of Perfection. So, once again, every single time you cast an instant or sorcery spell... Put a 1-1 one, one blue human human wizard, specifically human wizard creature token, onto the battlefield. Then, if you control three more wizards, transform Dosen of Perfection. First off, terrifying artwork. That's ugh, ugh, gross. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, where is it? Where is it? Yep. Yeah. Murmuring Mystic, human wizard. Uh, Tolerant. Merfolk Wizard. So if you even if you get one activation with a dose of perfection, if you have the other two out, you're going to transform dose into perfection. And its flip form is final iteration. Wizards you control get plus two plus one and have flying. So all of your wizards have plus two plus one and have flying. Then it's the same effect. 
whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a one one blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield. It's it's a good card. It's wonderful and nasty. And the card below it does the almost the exact same thing. Metallurgic summonings. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create an XX colorless construct artifact creature token where X is that spell's converted mana cost. Ooh, gross. I, I dig it. I dig it. Yep. So every every instant or sorcery spell you cast, if it's a one CMC, you get a one one. You two CMC, you get a two two. Five CMC, you get a five five. So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Then they pay five and two blue, so seven mana total. Exile metallurgic summonings. Return all instant and sorcery cards from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only if you control six or more artifacts. So you control six artifacts, you can return every single instant and sorcery card in your graveyard to your hand. Oof. To then cast again. It's not only it it creates creatures, creates tokens, it's a recursion effect on a card. Yep. Wonderful. And all those cards that we're drawing, all that stuff, Psychosis Crawler has great synergy with because whenever you draw a card, each opponent loses one life. Psychosis Crawler's power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in your hand. If you have if you have a maximum hand size, it's seven. It's always going to be a seven-seven, unless you somehow have no cards in hand. Then it's a zero-zero and it dies. But unfortunately. Um, but if you have folio of fancies on the battlefield, you have no maximum hand size, so it can go up even higher for each card you are drawing, each single one. And for each card you draw, opponent loses one life. Each opponent loses one life. Next up, I mean, time reversal. So oh, sorry, that means yeah. that would be a 65-65 right now with all the cards that I've drawn. Actually, oh, now 66-66. Oh my god! So much, so many cards. So many cards. Next up, we have time reversal. Yep. I keep cutting you off, and I feel bad. No, no, you're you're good. It just, I I hope as people are watching this, they're seeing the theme of the deck, and that's why I've been doing what I'm doing. I didn't want to add another one to the to my right. Just take that stack, set it down, start a new one. That would be the rest of my draw pile. Ah, it'll be fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, you said it, draw a card. Ha ha. Ah, you just got sat. him. Got him. All right, time reversal. It's it's an extra turn. Or sorry, not an extra turn spell. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. Once again, it's a uh, it's a uh, um, what's, what's the term policy. I use? Insurance policy. Thank you. I was thinking iteration policy, and I was like, that's not right. That's, that's not right at all. Uh, insurance policy. So graveyard is full. Library is nearly empty. Restack it. Start yep. over. Unexplained vision. Four, four generic blue. Draw three cards. If at least three blue mana was spent to cast a spell, you get to scry three. Uh, also from Eldraine. I love the artwork because it shows uh, Rowan and Kenrith. Or Rowan and Will Kenrith. Yep. Voracious Great Shark. I love it. Mm, uh, yep. Not only is it a 5-4 with Flash, when it enters the battlefield, counter-target artifact or creature spell. It's a counter spell on the creature. 
It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Like, it's oh, wonderful. I'm going to, you know, Matthew Cass, Ruark Thar. In response, I'm going to tap three blue, blue, and flash out Voracious Great Shark. No. Yeah, it's a negatory. Mm, unfortunate. <laughs> it's happened. I'm not going to say it hasn't happened because somebody mythic snaked my Rurik Thar once, and that one Ooh. felt worse. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Because it's not even like a good creature. It just... Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> Anyways, six drops. <laughs> six drops. Let's go on to there. <laughs> Flood of Tears is our first oh. one. Four. Oh, this, is, this is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, let's not right. go there. It's too hard. Right. Well, let's talk about Flood of Tears, shall we? Yeah, we're not going to talk about our sad, painful flashbacks. We're talking about the Flood of Tears that come from them. That's what's going on. Return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands. If you return four more non-token permanents you control this way, you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. So any permanent land, creature, enchantment, artifact, permanent. Well, th this says, oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah. So if you should uh, get a land card that may have been in your hand prior to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you can't return your lands to your hand. Yep. Unfortunately. Uh, if you could, Simic Lands Matter would be a thing. Ew. That's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As that's, soon as I said that, my, my gears started turning. I was like, how would that work? Ooh, that's cool. Maybe I should focus on this. And I, no, I already have like six decks that I'm working on that I need to focus on because I am i don't finish them. I, I always start them, get about 90% done. I'm like, eh, I'll come back to that. What about this new idea? I Yeah, I've got four decks that are in that holding pattern. But uh, Karn's Temporal Sundering. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Four blue, blue. <laughs> legendary sorcery. Now, very specific. Legendary sorcery. So the way this works is that you cannot cast this spell unless you control a legendary permanent. Mm. Or a legendary creature or planeswalker. So if you have a legendary land, it doesn't work. Uh, but ho hopefully you have your commander out. That is a legendary creature. Baral, Chief of Compliance. Legendary creature. Tolerant, Sky Summoner. Legendary creature. So hopefully you can cast a spell. But basically, target player takes an extra turn after this one. Return up to target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Exile, Karn's Temporal Sundering. The reason I chose this extra turn spell was specifically for that part. Exile, Karn's Temporal Sundering. So you can't recur it. And it, you can't just combo off and it doesn't take your deck into a singular form of wanting to take extra turns yeah, and do all that yeah. kind of stuff. No, nobody likes that anyway. Yeah. Nobody likes sitting at a commander pod and watching this dude take three hours for his 30 turns that he's taking. <sighs> Most people are going to be like, hey, did you win the game? Yeah, I think I win the game. Okay, scoop. And they start over. Yep. Most times that's, that's what happens whenever I play Sharoom the Hegemon. Because I specifically tutor out uh, uh, Time Sieve, Time Sieve, the one where it says sacrifice five artifacts, take an extra turn after this one, and Thought Burst oh. Blade. Oh. Every, every time I play the deck, that's what I'm going for. So. Ooh, yeah, that's mean. It is. It's an, it's an infinite turns combo. Now, I did have one time where I was playing against my other friend, uh, and he he was like, 
you win? And I was like, yeah, I win. I have infinite turns. Prove it. And so I had to sit there, and the only thing I could attack with was a 1-1 one, one flyer. Mm-hmm. And so I was like taking an extra turn, drawing a card. Okay, I can't do anything. Attack with a 1-1. One, one. Do the Thopter Assembly time sift thing. Draw a card, attack with a 1-1. One, one. And I think it took like 30 turns of me doing that, and I had to sit there and go through every single one of them until I brought him to zero life to prove that I had infinite mm-hmm. turns. And it was painful. And it was painful for me. It was painful for him. So I try not to do extra turns deck. Even my Narset deck isn't even an extra turns deck. It's a Narset Voltron. Yeah. Because I don't like, nobody likes the extra turns deck, especially in a casual play group. No, no, no. You don't like the where the win con is boring you, the table to death. Right. No, that's no, yeah, no fun. Mm-mm. This In this deck, our win con is either milling creatures or uh, even... Uh, Oh yeah, Lab Man. Uh, the Psychosis Crawler is also a wing con. Or just swinging with all of your horde of wizards. Tokens. Yeah, wizards yeah. or squid or whatever. Whatever you have. Magus of the Mind is our next up. Magus of the Mind, four blue, blue. Blue, sacrifice Magus of the Mind. Shuffle your library, then exile the top X cards where X is one plus the number of spells you cast this turn. Until end of turn, you may play those cards exile this way without paying their mana costs. So you storm off during your turn. You cast four, five, six spells. Uh, pay blue, sacrifice, uh, make it to the mind. Redo your library. Exile the top six cards of your library. You can then can cast them for free. Yep. Next up, opportunity for blue, blue for an instant. Target player draws four cards. Uh, I've used this to finish out opponent with uh, milling. Mm-hmm. They got down to like three cards left and I cast opportunity, made them draw four. If they can't draw four, they lose the game. All right. So just like with metallurgic summonings, Myst- uh, murmuring mystic, all those shark typhoon. <laughs> it's Sharknado. It's Sharknado on the card. It's great. Five blue enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying where X of that spell is converted mana cost. This one I really like specifically because it has that cycling effect on it as well. Yep. You have all of the others on the battlefield. You don't need Shark Typhoon. You need to draw cards. You can cycle it away. And whenever you do cycle it, you get to create an XX Blue Shark Creature Token with Flying for however much you paid into X during the cycle. Mm-hmm. Spell Twine, what we discussed earlier. Five in a blue sorcery, exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard and target instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. Copy those cards, cast the copies of Fable without paying their mana costs. Copy this card. Copy this card every time. Steal everybody's instant or sorceries in their graveyard. Do it. I've, I've used this to cast Lava Lanch like three times in the game from an opponent's graveyard. Mm-hmm. Because I copied this. It was, oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Love it. I didn't I didn't have to. I did. Because I could. <laughs> oh, that's why we play Magic. Because we can. Because we can. Torrential Gearhulk. Four blue-blue artifact creature construct with flash. Uh, do it at the end of somebody's turn, right before your turn. During someone's instep. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may cast... Target instant card from your graveyard. Target instant card, not sorcery. Target instant card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. 
If that card would be put into your graveyard this way or this turn, exile it instead. So you need to draw four cards and opportunity is in your graveyard. Flash out Torrential Gear Hulk, draw four cards. Uh, you have a counter spell in your graveyard, but you don't have one in your hand. And someone's casting that Crater Hoof Behemoth. Torrential Gear Hulk, get that um, counter spell targeting uh, their Crater Hoof Behemoth. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Seven drops. Kior Best of Sea God. Uh, so this is a Saga, five blue-blue. The way Sagas work is that whenever you cast it for the first time, you get the first effect indicated by the one, two, three as it goes down the card. Uh, the first effect on this is creating eight, eight blue Kraken creature token with hexproof. So you're basically, the first time you cast this, you're getting, you're putting seven mana for eight, eight on the board with hexproof. So they can't remove it that is easily unless they cyclonic rift. Um, they do a board wipe generic stuff like that. Great, great attacker, great blocker. I love this card. During your next upkeep, you get the second effect, which is tap all non-land permanents target opponent controls. They don't untap during their controller's next untap step. So a player has an army full of tokens or creatures or one specific big creature with flying or unblockable that's going to mm -hmm. attack in your next turn. This uh, gives you a little bit of time to prevent that. Heck, yep. if they're going to attack you with a 2020 creature next turn or an Emrakul next turn or something, you tap them down, wait until your next upkeep. If they haven't gotten rid of that, you can gain control of it. Because it's like, third effect. Like a 54-54 Blight Widow with Hydra's Growth attached to it. Yeah. Some, by the way, yes, I've done that, and it's something ridiculously stupid. You can gain control of it. Heck, even let's say someone doesn't have anything on the battlefield. You have your saga. Another opponent's tapped out. This person doesn't have anything. Then boom, they play their commander. You get to gain control of their commander if you really wanted to be rude. <laughs> if you really wanted to be mean, gain control of like uh oh uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of a good example. It was a Jeskai commander that uh, Wedge played on one of the game nights. It was a Voltron that's um, oh. uh, roll a six-sided dice or choose an opponent. At oh, random. Ruhan. 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 Or is, um, it, is it Ruhan? Yes. No, Ruhan, Ruhan of the Fomori is the Bant one. That's the one that Wedge played because, remember, it kept hitting Jimmy. Because they'd yes. roll the dice and it would keep hitting Jim. I felt so bad for Jimmy on that episode. Yeah. Um, this would also this saga would work really well if you were able to take control of Coma Cosmos Serpent from Call Time, mm -hmm. because yes. then you're getting uh, Coma's ability of at the beginning of each upkeep, creating the three three uh, Serpent Coil. The token. serpent creature token, mm -hmm. and then you could just sack that and make it lock out the game. Yep, just tap tap stuff out, tap 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 a room. Wonderful card, Sphinx of the Spine, Sphinx of the Sphinx of the Final Hard. <laughs> been talking a lot. Sphinx of the Final Word, five blue blue creature Sphinx. Sphinx of the Final Word cannot be countered. Flying hexproof. Instant and sorcery spells you control can't be countered by spells or abilities. Oh. 
Someone goes to counterspell your counterspell? Nope, can't do it. Someone goes to counter Ooh. your um, Karn's Temporal Sundering? Can't do it. Someone goes to counter your Spell Twine? Can't do it. Someone goes to get rid of Sphinx of the Final Word because it's being an absolute nuisance? Can't do it. Can't do it. It's hexproof. Hexproof. It's a wonderful card. Ooh. 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 I dig what it. you got? You dig it? Yeah. Yeah, Swarm that, that one is just... <laughs> Swarm Intelligence, six in the blue. Enchantment, whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell, you may copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Heck, uh, if I really wanted to go with the mill strategy, I could have put something like uh, 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 Oh gosh, mind blank on, on the card's name. Target player mills half their library. Oh, oh, um, Maddening Cacophony. That's that's one of them. I was thinking There's, of I was, I was thinking of the big one, the one that everybody knows that I am being stupid on right now. It's literally target player mills half their library. Uh, I'll think of it and I'll I'll go to gather. Give me a hot second while you continue on. I will find do, that card. Do, 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 do. Okay, we'll move on then. But yeah, any of your spells that you want copied instantly get copied with swarm intelligence. Copy the copy that you're casting with God Eternal Kefnet. Copy the copy the copy that you're casting with Primal Amulet or Primal Wellspring. Copy spells. Do it, please. Traumatize. Traumatize! There we go. Jeez, man, you feel like I'd be traumatized by that spell by how many times it's been played against me. So but, so the the difference between traumatize and maddening cacophony, traumatize is three blue blue for mm -hmm. sorcery. Target player mails half their library rounded down. Yes. Now, Maddening Cacophony and why that one came to mind. So it's one in a blue. Each each opponent mills eight cards. But it also has the kicker cost three in a blue. So if the spell is kicked, instead, each opponent mills half their library rounded up. So mm -hmm. the difference between Traumatized and Maddening Cacophony, Traumatized will do... Just a target player, Maddening Cacophony does all of your opponents. Yep. So Maddening Cacophony is definitely the meaner of the two. Yes, definitely. And you could put something like Frame Sanity in after that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's if you wanted to go the mill route. I didn't want to go the mill route with this deck because I already have a mill style deck, which is Phoenix, God of Deception. Mm. I already have that one built. So I wanted to do something different with this. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Our eight drops. We're, we have Treasure Cruise, which is seven and a blue, draw three cards. But it has the keyword delve. So each mm. card you exile from your graveyard while casting the spell pays for one. If you have a graveyard stack full of stuff that you don't need, very rarely you're going to pay eight mana to draw three cards. Get rid of the cards you're not going to use. Although, if you've milled yourself or gotten rid of stuff that you don't need, let's say, um, ah, that's just a good example in itself. If you have eight cards that you don't need in your graveyard, get rid of seven of them. Seven of them. Pay one blue. Draw three cards. It's a wonderful card. Copy it. Copy it. Please copy Treasure Cruise. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you were to do that with Swarm Intelligence, and you only mm -hmm. need to pay it once. Mm-hmm. Then you're oh so so you go you have swarm intelligence, god eternal keptness on the battlefield. First card you reveal at the beginning of your turn is treasure cruise. 
you can then cast a copy of that spell for two less. So the first copy, you delve, pay for one. That one blue, you're using Primal Amulet or Primal Wellspring. So it gets copied. Cast it, Swarm Intelligence, get copies again. Got Eternal Caffeinate, you cast the copy, trigger Swarm Intelligence, cast it, you... <laughs> a lot of card draw. A lot of card draw, and if you have Teferi's tutelage on the battlefield... Mill to death. Just mill. Mill them out. Do it, please. Mill, mill, mill. All right. Next up, we have Tidespout Tyrant. Eight mana, five blue, blue. Uh, flying, four, five, five. Whenever you cast a spell, return target permanent to its owner's hand. Permanent. Ooh, land. It's not land destruction. I saw a TikTok earlier that was like, if you play land destruction, go screw yourself. And I was like, this isn't land destruction. No, it's no. Just, uh, land, land, land destruction is like playing Armageddon, destroy yeah. all lands. This is just yeah. putting it back in your hand. It's not. Yeah, you can still play them. Yeah, you can, you can still play your lands. You're or just a little behind. Size. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. You have seven lands at hand, and you had to discard like four win cons in your deck. Not, okay, not, not my you problem. Have, you still have your lands, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great. All right, and last but not least, before we get to our land and our mana base, mm -hmm. is our only ten drop. Jankataxius Core Augur for eight blue blue legendary creature Praetor Praetor Proter, however you would want to pronounce it. Praetor Praetor has flashed at the beginning of your end step, draw seven cards. That alone, that alone is enough to make it an instant inclusion in this deck. Mm hmm. But if that's all it did, it would be a little unbalanced because 10 mana to draw seven cards at the beginning of your end step would be pretty pretty sketch, pretty yeah. sus. But the second ability is why it costs 10 mana. At or at each opponent's maximum hand size is reduced by seven. Ooh, so then they're top decking every, every single turn. turn. Mm. And if they are drawing lands after lands after lands. They're just playing the land, passing, playing the land, passing <sighs> until they hit a removal spell or something to try to get rid of it. And even then, you have counter spells out the yeah. wazoo with this deck. And it's a 5-4. I mean, that's... It's pretty pretty big butt on them. Yeah. Which, fun fact, actually made an entire Dungeons & Dragons campaign and like, built the world entirely, and Jinkataxius is the big bad guy. I approve. It's I've I've spun it in a way to where it works really well. It's it also somehow combined. I'd have this is a whole different tangent for another time, something that I may actually like delve into at some point explaining all this. But I took the lore from Dark Souls mm -hmm. and combined it with the Phyrexians. Ooh. And the way I have it built, it it sounds like it shouldn't work, but it does. It does and it's oh it's good it's good i also put in like essences from mass effect in there but that's the deck that's it um our land base is it's a little a little light but if you scroll down here most of our cmc stuff is one two three four 
mana cost. Yeah, I was going to say the average uh, CMC for everything is uh, 3.9. Yeah. All of our stuff is relatively low, so that's why I decided to go a little bit light on the land drops. First up, we have Mystic Sanctuary. It's an island. When it enters the battlefield, it enters the, it enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more un- other islands. When it enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target instant or sorcery card from, the, from your graveyard on top of your library. It's a recursion on a land, which is wonderful. Yep. Lonely Sandbar. You have 10 islands on the battlefield. You don't need a land drop. You can cycle this one away to draw a card. Trigger, 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 trigger. All the stuff. Yep. Uh, Emergent Zone. Emergent Zone is wonderful because you can pay one generic, tap it and sacrifice it, and you can cast spells as though they had flash. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're downing yourself one land essentially two mana because you're having to either tap an artifact or another land to activate it and then sacrificing that. But if you really need to get something out that's a sorcery or a creature, Emergent Zone is wonderful for that. And then 28 Islands because we are in mono blue and there is no need for other lands. Nope. Nope, definitely not. But that's the day. I like it. So, quick question. Quick answer. Why not add finale of revelation? Two plus two equals four. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, you, <laughs> I did say, I said quick answer. I didn't say it was going to be right answer. Or not. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> I mean uh, that that one's saying you know for X blue blue, draw X cards. If X is ten or more, instead shuffle your graveyard into your library. Draw X cards. Um, untap. Five lands, but the kicker is, and then you have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. Sorry, you cut out there for a second. Oh, so the the last part. So yeah, you get to un you know shuffle your library back in or your graveyard back into your library. You mm-hmm. untap your lands, but then you have no maximum hand size. What's the uh, what's the price tag on it? First off, uh, oh, first first and foremost. Uh, I am somewhat of a budget builder. And the other fact is I do not own a single copy. Ah. This is one I do have. Um, actually, so Finale of Re- Revelation, it's not that bad. It's only, So look, just looking on uh, TCG Player, the lowest for Mint, you're looking about $2.69. Okay, that's not as bad as I remember it being. When I I think when it first came out, it almost hit like nine dollars. Yeah, so it it has gone down. Um, I think part of the fact that it's a sorcery, not instant. Yeah, you know, cuts into that. Um, Emergent zone. Cast an energy speed. Do it. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it, that way, then you're able to not only have that insurance policy, but then you're guaranteed to have the no maximum hand size. Right. Um, I think, yeah, the main reason I don't have it in the deck is because I do not actually own a single copy. Which, that that makes sense, but for those watching, if you happen to have a copy... Throw it in! Why not? Throw it in! This this is just my, my deck. If you like the idea of this deck, mm-hmm. feel free to build it your own. Uh, Build your own version of it. Build an exact copy of it. Heh, copy, copy the deck. I don't. I don't. 
No, it's it's a wonderful deck and a, a lot of fun. And one of those ones that, especially if you could get other people drawing other cards, <laughs> they're Thanks going to... Actually, you know, it's funny. I just drew... Uh, uh, same same your Yep. And then Typhoid Rats as well. Um, hey! Love, love those rats. Oh, yes. Rat Tribal is the way to go. Um, if anyone disagrees with me, fight me, you'll lose to infect. <laughs> Don't uh, at me. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I think, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh, oh man, it... with with card draw, that's what it was. Um, if you're making others at the table draw extra cards, they're going to be like, Oh, this is great, I'm getting more and more stuff, and then it kind of creeps up on them like. Oh crap! This is not good. I don't ah. stop. Stop making me draw cards. No, no. Exactly. Um, I have an entire um, modern deck built around that. See, the only modern deck I've attempted at building was Cheerios. Was artifact affinity? Oh, okay. Zero okay. zero drops. Cheerios. Just that's the only one I've attempted building. Yeah. Because it's the only one that I actually, it's the only style that I have liked. Yeah, was, my uh... modern decks are so expensive. Like, even like playing Commander, some Commander decks, don't get me wrong, are stupid expensive. That's why I try to limit myself and I'm, I claim to be somewhat of a budget builder. Yeah. Because I don't want to fork over hundreds, two hundreds, thousands of dollars for a deck. Whereas yeah, with this modern is a decks, very expensive habit. Modern, modern decks tend to get that way. Yeah, my uh, my death by card draw is very cruel. Where I'm running four copies of Howling Mine, mm. four mm, copies yeah. of Underworld Dreams, four copies of Kami of the Crescent Moon. So you're drawing a whole lot. Drawing a, a butt metric metric butt ton, and then add two two to first puzzle box in. At that point, that's it. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're done. To, to put it kindly, yeah, yeah. It's and then and it's, why I mentioned Venser's Journal because I'm getting all the life gain off of all the cards in my hand. Right. Everybody else is being punished. Right. And the only the only thing I have left to add for this style of deck is that on uh, Magic Arena, I did build. Uh, if if I had it open, I would pull it up. But maybe this is something I'll, I'll show later on in later episodes. Mm -hmm. um, I built a Simic Mill deck. And so it's based around Teferi's Tutelage, Ominous Seas, and Return of the Wild Speaker. Mm. So Ominous Seas is a card that has Cycling 2, and whenever you draw a card, put a, some kind of counter on it. I don't remember exactly. And then once it hits eight counters, you can remove them to create an 8-8 eight, eight, Squig creature token or cracking creature token. Yeah. Uh, Teferi's tutelage on the battlefield. You're drawing cards, putting counters on it. Drawing cards, putting counters on it. And there's cards in there like Generous Stray that whenever ETBs draw a card. Um, uh, the the elf um, the elf druid taps for one green, but when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, so on and so forth. Oh, Lana War Visionary. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, was, I knew it was Lanowar stuff, something, but I kept thinking Lanowar Elves, which doesn't do that. 
but essentially what you do is you have ominous seas, nefarious tutelage, you buy, you essentially bide your time until you get to that first eight. Mm -hmm. Create the eight, eight cast return of the wild speaker targeting the second mode, which is draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control, which is an eight, eight. You're drawing eight cards, bonus milling 16. You immediately get the eight counters back on ominous seas, create another eight, eight, so on and so forth. And you repeat for however many times you have uh, return of the wild speaker. Mm. I've had, I've had opponents quit. I've completely decked out opponents. I've swung in with my army of eight eights before. It's look sixty percent of the time it works hundred percent. <laughs> so he, he here's my idea. I think for a future episode, we should actually play arena and we can okay. share the gameplay video. And you and I, we will we will take our mail decks against each other. I'm all for it. Let's let's make this happen. Let's do it. Going down, old man. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do oh, the market. The old, I had to do the, the market wire. <laughs> no, you just called me old, and I don't even qualify to be on the old timers comic book show. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! I just saw your ring. Sorry, I I, I just saw your ring. <laughs> I, yes, my my I, red lantern I, ring. I absolutely love the red lantern core. Mm -hmm. I. Oh. I want it. I want it so bad. The the only other the only two rings I have, which I kind of keep right here, is one my raid ring, my Destiny okay. Two raid ring, which I earned. I hard earned that one, and I'm so proud of it. This was a, a crowning achievement for me. <laughs> Finally, be able to get my first raid ring, and then uh, my Captain America. Uh, ring. Oh, so I've got Red Lantern. I've got my Batman Justice League ring. I don't care about the rest of them. It's just the red. And then I've got Reverse Flash, and then my replica Super Bowl rings are around here somewhere. I feel you. I feel you. But but we're 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 finishing up Magic here. Yes, yeah, we're finishing up Magic here. We're getting we're getting distracted as always. We get talking about stuff. That's how we do it here. And you know. But um, thank you all for joining. Uh, hopefully, we've helped enlighten you guys about some fun combos. Or if you want to try this deck tech out. You can find it on uh, my tapped out, uh, tapped out.net. Name is uh, Nightlight95. Go check it what? out. I've got I've got several other decks on there. Links in the bio below, or it'll yep. uh, be in the wherever, description. So. In the description, uh, check it out. Check out some of my other decks. I've got some exciting ones coming up within the next month or so, especially March twenty eighth. Specifically March twenty eighth, because that's when a specific movie is released. Ooh, I cannot boy. tell you. I cannot tell you how excited I am for it because I have been a massive Godzilla fan. For years. So what what years. he's really saying is, if you haven't clicked that subscribe button, make sure to do that. Click the bell notification so that way you do not miss out on that episode. Yes, it's going to be fun. I'm, I can't. Like, I'm. I'm so pumped. I cannot tell you how pumped up I am. Just talking about it right now. I just want to like lift up, boy. Oh, you, yeah, you, you are oh, giddy on a whole new level of giddy. I just, <laughs> like I haven't felt this excitement since, since like I got I got told I was going to be on game nights. Like mm -hmm. that level of excitement is what I'm feeling right now for Godzilla versus Kong. 
Oh, I so much Sorry. you just spoiled it. Shh. What? Nothing, nothing. 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 You didn't say nothing. anything. I said nothing. You said nothing. Straight maybe down. maybe the audio guy will bleep that out. Maybe hmm. we'll see. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here being silly. Being a that's okay. Well, th this was fun as always. Yes, it was as always. Uh, as he said, subscribe. Make sure you tune in next time for more fun deck techs, more fun combos. And until then, this is Light Night tapping out. Visit UndercoverCapes.com for the latest and greatest podcasts via the Undercover Capes Podcast Network. Also visit our parent company website, ComicCrusaders.com, all about comic pop culture.